Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Don't forget, of course, you can listen to me every weekday afternoon at 4pm on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time. Now, there's only one place to start, of course, and that's by looking back at last night's Europa League action. As Liverpool lost to Toulouse. <laughs> so you could say they to lost. The game is live over on TalkSport 2. Liverpool's only previous visit to the Pink City ended in a 1-0 win back in 2007. A repeat this evening and they will be guaranteed a place in the knockout stages of the Europa League. Dolom into the area, deflected and Toulouse lead. Diaz is up against three Toulouse players over on the far side. He's given the ball away, crossed into the area and fired in off the post by Dollinger. And this one will count and Toulouse... Do double the trouble for Liverpool. Guarzo on the edge of the area. Chested down inside the six-yard box. Kelleher turns it away from goal. And it's been turned in by Frank Magri. And within seconds of getting themselves back in the game, Liverpool concede again. McAllister scampers to win it back for Liverpool. Here's Jota on the edge of the area. Jota within shooting range. And Jota rolls the ball into the bottom corner. And with two minutes to go... Liverpool have hope again. They've smuggled it half away to lose. It's a with a cross. He's going to cover Nunez. He kicks Vinier. And it's been turned in for the equaliser. And it's Quadza. And he's not given it. He's overturned it. And the Toulouse fans celebrate defeat for Jurgen Klopp's men. Their 100% Europa League record this season is over. Elsewhere, Aston Villa and West Ham were also in European action last night. Here's all the reaction to last night's games on the Sports Bar with Jamie O'Hara and Jason Cunty. <laughs> Anyone seen Liverpool? Anfield, Steven Gerrard, Jamie Carragher, Graham Souness, Kenny Dalglish, Ian Rush, Jermaine Pennant. You almost went hell of a beating. We were as good organised as the way to the press conference, obviously. Pretty chaotic. Well deserved to lose. Who had the idea to to do the press conference here? That would be a really interesting question. Wow. That's on our only the, the video back, and for me it's not a handball, but well, how can I decide that I, um, <laughs> the ball goes to the chest and then I don't see a contact with the arm, to be honest? It is a bit of a disgrace, isn't it? What we saw tonight was an exact perfect example of the handball law. For me, perfectly good goal. In the Premier League, that goal stands. 
But in Europe, it doesn't. At the end of the day, we can't complain about this after the performance we put in. Because I can't lie, fellas, that's the worst performance I've seen from us this season. I'm actually a bit more concerned about that I would have loved us to play better, to be honest. That's my main issue tonight. VAR, just looking. I know. They're looking for a reason. They're just to, looking they for are, a reason to, you know, right. to, to not let it be a goal. And that, for me, is just ruining football. It's ruining the spectacle of the game. It's ruining the product that goes all around the world. And people actually now are starting to go, I've had enough of this. And this is the problem. We've got the same sport at the same level being officiated in two different ways. Mm. How, can, how can that be? Listen, I'm angry, I'm disappointed, but I think the worst thing is I'm not surprised. Mm. I thought, here we go again. But I don't know what the answer is, because it's just every... I feel like it's every night we're having these conversations. VAR works. It's just the people who are running VAR that don't work. They're the ones who haven't got a scooby-doo of what they're doing. Can't we just get rid of it, Jase? No, it's Can't the genie's we... out the bottle, mate. I, I, I know, but it's, isn't it's there not... a scenario where you can use VAR for certain things, like offside? You know, like, I can understand that. I can take that. Like a penalty decision. I can accept that. But not no, goals no. getting chalked off for handball four phases before. No, but, but then... You but know, that's, like, that's, that's something I can't but really Jay, accept. that's not VAR's fault. Yes, the result is the opposite of good. If the, the performance was just not good enough. And I'm not concerned that just see it. And now we have to change that. And we will. West Ham won. Olympiacos nil. The winner's 15 minutes from time. Owed everything to a lovely ball over the top from James Ward-Prowse. And a brilliantly timed run by Lucas Paqueta. Sweep the ball home on the volley left-footed. 10 yards out and give West Ham victory. Very important win for us because it puts us in a very good position in the table. Yeah, very happy with the result, very happy with the, with the performance because I think most of the game we really controlled it well. So, so hopefully we'll build on, on that uh, when it comes to the Premier League as well. Freiburg's win over Baco Tupola means that West Ham will go to uh, Baco Tupola at the end of the month, needing just one more point to qualify, but they are crucially still top of the group. Big win for Villa to keep them joint top of Groupie and create a six-point gap between themselves and the sides in third and fourth. Full-time here, it's Aston Villa 2, AZ Alkma 1. Now, Gareth Southgate has named his latest England squad for the Euro 2024 qualifiers against Malta and North Macedonia later this month. There's still no place for Chelsea forward Raheem Sterling, but Newcastle's Callum Wilson has been included. Here's the England manager speaking exclusively to TalkSports England correspondent Faker Rothers. When you're this close, it would be odd if there were going to be huge changes uh, moving forward, but clearly there are some players that have been with us you know, in the last couple of months, in recent months, and we've always got to be aware of players coming through in the way that uh, that Jude did before the Euros in 2020, for example. So, so there's always room, but also that consistency is important. We we have developed a team, and I think that continuity has uh, helped develop that team spirit. So, we'd be foolish not to keep that pretty solid it, with only four games to go to a European Championship it is Kieran Trippier he's been a revelation since he joined this football club I think he's going to be the future captain what a really really good and clever free kick by Kieran Trippier how worried are you about the left back situation you know we know that Kieran Trippier can do a fantastic job there but it's been a long mm-hmm. time now since that left back position you've not been able to call up the, the two players that would have been consistent players in your squad mm-hmm. As you say, only four games left until the Euros. What is your backup plan? Well, it is as, as it is. I mean, 
in the last camp we played Kieran there, we played Levi there. We feel at the moment they're the best options and um, we have to adapt to to the depth that we've got in any given position. So at left back, I think across Europe, people have got a similar problem actually. You know, if I look at clubs, um, they're often talking about that role. And I've seen lots of good teams do really well without perhaps a recognised left back. Germany won a World Cup with that. Manchester City have been playing, you know, predominantly centre backs there for the last couple of seasons, or midfield player that has adapted. So you, you've just got to be flexible. England have got the job done. Kesara, Sara, whatever will be, will be. They're going to Germany. And having qualified with two games to go, what, what does that allow you to do in these two matches? How much experimenting can you do? Well, we still need to win the games because there is seeding dependent on your points tally as you know a group winner. There are only six groups. Germany will be the top seeds in one of those six, so that leaves five spots. So you need one of those, otherwise you're a second seed and you play one of those top six teams in your group. So there is importance in, in the results, firstly. There are players that we need to see more of, and also we only have four more games before we need to name a squad so there's trying to hone the team as well so in a sense it it feels I'm sure externally people will say it's less important and they'll give many reasons for why that should be it's good that it's less important because we've done the job quickly (laughs) Um, but it doesn't mean that the 10 days together for us aren't you know very very important and here's how we reacted to the announcement on my show Andy Goldstein's Drive Time and kick off with Hugh Wizzenkopf Grealish rolling it in, left-hand side of the penalty. Sterling, 1-0 to England, and finally they have the breakthrough. I mean, the door is 100% open, not only for Raheem, but for other players that aren't in this squad. You look at Chelsea, and yeah, they've had a bit of a, a, a funny start to the season. But Sterling's been their best player, most consistent, scoring goals, always looks dangerous, can go past people. And, and without him against Spurs on Monday, they would have nowhere near the amount of success they had in that game. Exactly, so I, I don't think that's fair. I think Raheem should be in the squad. We don't need to know about... His quality, his personality, he is a crucial part of why the, we've had the the journey we've had over the last few years. He's talking about these players have been together the core. Well, Sterling's had 82 caps and he's also been one of England's standout performers playing for England. Rashford driving forward, it's Kane on a hat-trick from a tight angle, plays it in for Sterling, who gets his knee to it from close range to turn over the line. Who do we leave out? to put him in so um, it, it's as simple as that really Has he upset you? No uh, It's an important yeah. question because people will, will ask that Gareth about whether there's a breakdown in the relationship between you and him But who, who am I leaving out to put him in? It's uh, nothing you know, like I said, we qualify so it's not going to make a difference to the group so put Sterling in if he performs well then you've got a, oh yes I like that I like to see, I like to see this fighting him he's playing well in an England jersey There is huge competition for places there's no question Raheem is looking Dangerous for his club. He looks invigorated. When John throws his fit, I bet he goes straight back into the squad. Of course he, he will. He, he won't use that, that Sterling argument where he goes, the squad's got off to a good start and I can't leave one of that. If Harry Kane wasn't on that journey for yeah. the first four months, as soon as he's fit, he's going back in. Of course he is. Works short towards the edge of the penalty area and he's in, swept in quite beautifully. Calvin Phillips with the goal. I think for any player that's not playing football, it's for them about their career, really. He's up against world-class players at his club so I completely understand why he's not getting the games there's some I, I can't get my head around 
Calvin Phillips, again, he's not playing for Manchester City. He's almost like fifth choice. Equally, there aren't many players that can play in his position at, at the level. So that, that's why he's still in the squad. This is why we're not going to be an elite nation and win yeah, championships. With, with him in charge. I, I said this last year, I said this the year before, and I'll, I'll continue to say that. I don't think we're going to go to that final. We're not, we're not going to get there. As I say, we, we're really pleased with the team. So there is that continuity, really. David Marshall, we were joined by Hollywood royalty yesterday as the one and only Keanu Reeves discussed his new documentary, Braun, The Impossible Formula One Story. Here's the best bits with our chat from him and the 2009 F1 world champion, Jensen Button, or Jensen, as Bentley called him. For as long as I can remember, I've had a fascination with racing. And I'm going to share a story that barely seems believable. Jensen Button crosses the line, takes the chequered flag. How do you feel? <laughs> it's really amazing. Only one team in their debut race in the history of the sport have been able to get pole position and then go on to win. This is the story of Braun GP. I've loved uh, Formula One since I was a little kid. So it was, you know, the story was told to me. You know, a friend of mine was like, did you know about the 2009 season, about this team that was bought for a pound and won the championship? And I was like, tell me more. And then it was like, so that's kind of really where it started. And now here comes Jensen Button, the 2009 world champion. Look at the relief. Look at the joy. It's all now out in the open. Braun are the constructors champions. Jensen Button, fist aloft, world champion. I want to take you back to that 2009 season. Obviously, as you said, that it was bought for a pound at the company and you go on to win the championship. Did you ever think that was possible? We were just happy to be racing in that first race because it, it, it didn't look like we'd be on the grid. So we were happy to be racing. We knew we had a good car. We went on, obviously, to win the first race and even stood on that podium with Rubens Barrichello by my side, first and second. You don't think about the end of the year. You just think about celebrating in that moment and spraying champagne over, over your team. So, no. And, uh, you know, it was a it was a year that was so special in, in the history of F1. This small team bought for a pound fighting against the Giants in the sport. I don't think it'll ever happen again. Uh, Keanu, let me ask you, it's, it's an incredible story. And um, as um, a movie star, it's completely different, I would imagine, being in front of the camera to all of a sudden maybe being slightly behind it, even though you are, of course, in vision for this. But... It's your job to, to paint a picture, to tell a story. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of sports documentaries and documentaries on the whole. And if you look at all of the great docs, and I'll name a few, The Last Dance, Free Solo, Catching Hell's one of my favourites, Senna, even going all the way back to, to Pumping Iron, it, it's such a difficult task for the storyteller to tell the story with so much detail. Did you find added pressure to tell this story without missing out any of the important details? We had the opportunity with Disney Plus. They gave us four hours to tell the story. We could have gone 10 hours, but we wanted to be super, when I say we, the showrunner, Simon Hammerson, who I partnered with on the project, and Daryl Goodrich, who came on to direct. We had a great team, and we just wanted to be respectful to everyone and to hope, you know, we went with the approach that we hope whoever we interviewed when they saw it felt like we respected their point of view and the story. 
Gentlemen, again, when you go back to that, that 2009 season, as you said, you didn't expect to be on the grid. When you look at the state of Formula 1 now, it's a bit predictable. Max Verstappen seems to win every single week. Do you think we'll ever see a situation like that, what we saw with you in 2009? Or is it just now every single race, the most powerful team wins it? Well, in 2009, we, we had so much help from all the teams on the grid to help us get onto the grid for the 2009 season, which obviously backfired for them because they didn't think we'd be fighting for a world championship. So I don't think they would make the same mistake twice to help this small team on the grid. So no, I don't think it'll ever happen again. And I think that's why it's such a special story. You know, for me, when I was told about the documentary, I was excited because it meant that I could relive it in a way. You know, life moves so fast. 14 years down the road, I was able to stop, take a moment and reflect on on how special that year was. So I've watched the documentary and 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 it plays out exactly as I remember it, mm. you know, with a lot of added info, like talking about photo, talking about the teams moving away from Formula One. And it's also great seeing everyone else's view. Um, I've spoken to everyone that was involved with Braun through the years, but not in depth. So to see their views on that season and how much emotion it brings them. Yeah, it's it's lovely to see. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus of the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Now, TalkSport has launched a brand new YouTube channel focused entirely on cricket with huge exclusive interviews, live commentaries and regular shows. This week, England legend Stuart Broad came in to talk about a whole host of topics throughout his career. But here he is discussing Johnny Bairstow's controversial ashes stumping at Lords and how he felt after that. Oh, now, this is going to be interesting. Johnny Bairstow's walked out of his crease here. This could well be out. I don't think there was a call of over. 
Johnny Bairstow's ducked and then walked out of his crease. Alex Carey's just thrown the ball at the stumps and hit them. That's all you're ever going to be remembered for, that. That's all you'll ever be remembered for. I got back that night, had a cup of tea with Molly, and I was like, cringing. I was like, what was I doing? I can't believe I was doing that. But it was red mist for 10 minutes. You know, I pride myself in my mental capabilities of as a player and being able to focus and control, uh, particularly from the age of 26. But I did have 10 minutes of red mist. But then I did tweak it to actually feeling like I was getting under the Australian skin. So then it became a bit of a deliberate target. Can I say? We still lost the game, mind. Well, yeah, but it was brilliant. Like, it was so enjoyable. I think we won every session after it happened, which is... uh, It was a catalyst. Which I think, you know... I actually think that moment with Johnny galvanised our nation maybe, but galvanised our team. We were, we know under Baz we're playing a brilliant sort of freedom style of cricket, but it just brought a bit of edge to the series that maybe we needed. Is Johnny ready to laugh at that yet? No, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> and a reminder, you can watch the rest of the interview on TalkSport's Cricket YouTube channel. That's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure, of course, you hit that subscribe button. I'm back this afternoon on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show alongside the sneaker freak that is Darren Bent. So make sure you join us for that. Looking ahead, of course, to all the weekend's Premier League action. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts at first in the morning. So do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.